This is the Otaku Interview Podcast. I'm Scott Spaziani from Otaku Interview. I'm Matt, aka Station Dude. And I am Michael Camacho of G-Nitro.com. This is 2022 Winter Season Preview, recorded on January 26, 2022. Mike! I got a shit. What's up? I, you know, I said before we started the train, do you want to go to the bathroom? And both of you told me no. So here we are. 27 shows to talk about, and now you're going to be gone. Technically, I got a wireless headset now, so I can just change the order. So Matt talks about two shows in a row. That's true. That's, um, uh, I mean, as much as it makes me uncomfortable to think I'm going to have to talk to you while you're on the toilet. Uh, at least maybe you're not going to bring the camera in there with you. Maybe. I can do that. Uh, so this is our uh, quad annual season preview show. Is that a word? What's the what's what happens when something happens four times a year? Uh, Quad quadrennial. Quad- 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 annual. Your quarterly. Quadrennial. Quarterly. Our quarterly uh, quarterly season review. It happens uh, once uh, every time that the weather changes, I guess. Uh, and we're going to talk about some cartoons. Uh, we're not going to waste a bunch of time with a bunch of bullshit, you know. Um, oh, and Nitro's gone. This is great. This is fucking great. Matt, how you doing? Everything all I'm right? I'm just great. Wonderful. I'm still here, buddy. Wow. The, oh, oh well, that's terrifying. This is very... Uh, very upsetting. So we're going to talk about a lot of uh, a lot of cartoons. Now you got, you and Nitro did kind of the Lord's work by um, by actually watching uh, all the stuff that I wouldn't touch with a thousand foot pole. Uh, and I watched the three shows that looked like they would I wouldn't want to gouge my eyes out while while uh, observing. So um, so I guess we're just gonna jump into it unless you have anything anything else you want to say or talk about. No, uh, same as always. West Coast on fire. Everything, uh, yeah, work. That's about it. That's right. Okay, so let's jump into it. Um, wait, where's the list? We got a list. It's on the All right, so page. go ahead, Matt. We're gonna talk. Start off first show on our list: Tokyo Twenty Fourth Ward. Uh, so Tokyo Twenty Fourth Ward. I guess it's uh, it is a Winter Twenty Two by Cloverworks. Um, I didn't know too much about this going in. Just looked interesting on the Crunchyroll list. Uh, let me see. I think it's only on... Is it on Crunchyroll and another streaming platform? Uh, yeah, it's also on Funimation. So for this one, it takes place on... Uh, kind of after some kind of big war going. And it's a situation kind of like Hong Kong. There's a separated district in Tokyo called the 24th Ward. And uh, it's after a war and it's kind of being slowly ceded back to japan so it's kind of like hong kong going back to china after uh, britain had held it for so long mm-hmm. and it's sort of like a special district there's a lot of high technology and advancement that's gone on here and uh it's kind of follows these three friends this group of friends that had grown up in that uh, 24th ward so it's in the middle of like tokyo bay basically uh and essentially they had grown up there and what happens is there's uh, sort of a strange series of events that happens 
that kind of brings all these friends back together. So this is kind of post high school, I guess. They're all kind of pursuing different things, but they end up being brought back together by strange kind of events. Uh, basically, they used to be a group of four friends. They had a friend who had passed away uh, due to an accident. And somehow they all get a call from this person and are kind of somehow they're shown the future. Think of something sort of a minority report, like you can kind of predict sort of like a crime is going to happen. So they each see this vision and they have to find a way to deal with it. So they all kind of work together and almost separately in their own ways because each of them is a little different. And uh, they almost become like this kind of hero group. There's a very comic book vibe to it. So I think, uh, let me see, the, the main characters are uh, Suido, Akagi, and Aoi. And they're called, uh, they're kind of called as their friend group RGB because they each have like different color hair. It's like red, blue, and green or red, green, blue. But uh, kind of the main guy we seem to follow is uh, Shuta. He's the blue haired guy. And for some reason, he just has like really good strength. Uh, Ron is this red haired guy. He does like graffiti and he's sort of like a hacker too. And he works with a group that's kind of counter protesting the government and stuff. And then Koki's the green haired one who's sort of like the son of the, I think it's the governor. It's either the governor or the mayor or something like that. So he's kind of uh, in the political game. But they all get brought together by these weird, strange events going on and this sudden vision of the future. And they kind of become almost like a superhero group, but they don't really know it quite yet. So the first episode is basically just introducing them, sort of, and it gives you a glimpse of the past. This incident, they lost their friend, and since that time, they've all kind of grown apart a little bit. And this kind of getting this call from this uh this voice that sounds like this person and giving them the vision suddenly brings them into action and brings them kind of back together. Is this the superhero Anohana then? Kind of. It does kind of <laughs> sound like that. We don't know too much about the voice, whether it is actually the girl or if there's some kind of link to that girl for real, but that's kind of what brings them all together. Uh, it's kind of like a ragtag group almost because they're all sort of linked to this market district in this kind of old downtown the world's kind of changing rapidly and advancing around them, but their parents, their families, and friends all live in this sort of kind of downtrodden little town that's slowly kind of getting taken out. But uh, the first episode is actually like 40 minutes long, so it's almost like a, that's that's it's feels very much like a Western TV show opening when you have like that one double like length uh, opening pilot episode and then it goes into normal because the next one's like 20 something minutes. Uh, and first I wonder one. if that mm -hmm. is something that they're going to do more and more because what was there was a show a couple seasons ago that did that the of course I can't think of the name the the one the the time travel with the gamer game developer time travel remake game remake our life remake oh, okay. our life yeah I, yeah the one that, from uh, last season yeah or was that two no, seasons a couple ago, seasons ago. Was like yeah. the summer so that fall. also had a forty minute uh, forty minute opening it was episode. summer. Summer. I I think that's actually a good format. Like you know, like uh, regular TV shows do that all the time. They have a longer pilot episode, gives you time to flesh out characters, kind of get an idea of the plot, and you have more time to to kind of get the right development, the right pacing, instead of trying to yeah. like you know like like there's a lot of stuff this season that we'll probably be talking about where they just dialogue dump on your face. <laughs> it's you can avoid that kind of stuff when you have a longer pilot you can work with. It's especially something with with a concept that's kind of 
that needs as much build up as this one sounds like it does. Yeah, like I said, it's kind of like an almost comic. It, it reminds me a lot of like Western comic style kind of stuff. Uh, like I said, these guys kind of grew apart, but each of them has their own unique skills. One of them sort of like a polit political guy. Another guy is sort of underground hacker. The other guy is just kind of like strong. Like he trains, he wants to be a hero or he, he wanted to. And they all kind of get linked and brought back. Are they allowed to leave the special like... You know, honestly, you, I don't know. City they zone? don't really go that no. deeply into it. All okay. you kind of are told is that they're being transitioned back into becoming part of Japan proper again. And there's this ongoing development. The thing I told you about, the whole minority report thing, is by uh, this kind of governmental police group where they predict crimes. And it literally is like minority report. But right now, um, they're kind of uh, hinting at that they can't actually uh, use that technique yet because it's not made legal, but they're talking about doing it. And for some reason, some it seems like these guys have somehow gotten into that system and they're being alerted to these crimes and they kind of become heroes to sort of uh, enact and uh, save the day, sort of. Well, interesting. Okay. And this is, is this something that you recommend? Uh, yeah, if you're a fan of like action stuff, there's a lot of there's action suspense. The animation quality is very good. Um, I was actually pretty impressed. There wasn't anything I could really complain about. Good soundtrack. The long pilot gave it a lot to work with and to understand. There's a lot of tugging at the heartstrings from this uh, the tragedies and stuff that happened with this group, and then the interplay between the families and the developing world around them and the changes, and then just how to deal with these sudden crises. So. Yeah, it's a very interesting one. I'm I'm going to kind of keep up with it, I think. I'm uh, two episodes into it now. Well, the first one was long, and then the second one. All right, cool. Then it's Sounds not like one a Scott that you show. Watch, right, Nitro? Hmm? Uh, geez. Not one what? that you watch, right? No, one that... It's another... Not the, I didn't watch that one, no. Well, in that case, Matt, you're you're walking into the next one, then. Oh, okay. Let me check the list. I got to make sure. Oh, so the next one... Uh, this one's one that I saw a lot of other people talking about on Twitter. Uh, I didn't really know anything about it. I just saw it on Crunchyroll. It's also on Funimation. So I just thought I'd click on it. And it's like, what is this? I have no idea. Just see some dude with red hair on the front and like the goggles on his head. It's called Sabikui Bisco. Uh, so this one takes place in a post-apocalyptic Japan that is overtaken by the rust winds. Um, basically, I don't know what happened exactly, but these winds that are rusting not only material and metals and things but it causes like a rust disease that will cause people to rust as well and everyone believes that um these giant spores or mushrooms are what's spreading the rust and causing it to spread to people and uh kill them and slowly rot them away so in is the this future, an M. Night Shyamalan movie what the fuck is this garbage no it's it's not a horror <laughs> it's actually a, it's kind of like actiony sort of Mad Max is so not Mad Max, I not like that, but uh, it's kind of like a a future where there's sort of like mega cities called uh, that are prefectures in Japan. It sounds so like another Scott show that he should have watched. Each one of them is sort of kind of rivals or maybe even like openly competing with each other. I don't know if it's for resources or wealth or whatever, but each, it looks like each one of them's run by like corrupt mayors and stuff. Each of these big cities. And all of them hate the uh, the mushroom keepers, which are these people, which is Bisco is one of them. These are people that 
control and can plant and cultivate these giant mushrooms, like these super mushrooms. I don't know exactly how that happened, but <laughs> it's explained more, but it would really kind of ruin the story a little bit. Uh, so you're introduced to Bisco, who's trying to get into one of the uh, prefectures. He wants to sneak into the city for some reason. Uh, you kind of start in the ep the opening episode is kind of like jumping around a little bit in time. First, you see him trying to get into the city. You don't know exactly why. And it's jumping around more towards the future after he's kind of in there and making his uh, getaway or something. And you're meeting him and as well as the other main character you're going to meet is Milo. Milo is a, or Milo, I'm not sure. He's called Dr. Panda, basically, because he has like a black spot on his eye. And he goes around and he just, um, he lives in like the, the kind of like worst part of the city. And he treats people for free. He's like the nice guy. But what people don't know is that he's he's getting the mushrooms. He's buying those mushrooms uh, like secretly underground to experiment to cure the rust with the mushrooms. Now, remember, everyone is told from a young age that the mushroom keepers are evil and that the mushrooms cause rust. Meanwhile, he's trying to fix the rust with mushrooms. So him and Bisco eventually kind of meet because Bisco's running from the law. And Milo kind of gets caught up in it. Turns out uh, the governor, or the I think his name is uh, Kurakawa. I don't know if he's the 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 prefect or something, prefect, mayor, whatever of the t of the city. But he's a corrupt dude. He's been supplying that guy, and he's like trying to make him like join him. So these two get caught up somehow, and they become sort of partners, and they have to escape the city. And he, you guys start learning the truth about what's going on in the world, what the mushrooms have to do with everything why the rust is there and all kinds of stuff. It's a really cool story. The animation is excellent. I think I mentioned it's sort of like Trigger-esque in its style. It's a, a little excessive, but it's really clean. It's really, it looks really, really good. Cool. Sounds terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it I, I, think, it I does... think it's based on a, a manga or a light novel. I've never read any of them, but man, the quality is just really good. It was a surprise kind of hit for me. Well, it's, it, um... It looks like it. Uh, it might be uh, like one of the hits of the season because it's. It was definitely the one that was like advertised like on the front of the simulcast of Crunchyroll and and Funimation. So at least they're pushing it that way. Probably just because of the way the how much money it looks like it went into it. Probably because it looks like Shonen garbage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's I can't, it I can't, doesn't. I can't. It doesn't feel like a Shonen show, but it's it's really good. It's got a lot of action, though, so if you're looking for a really good action show, something like sci-fi action, very fun and interesting, I think you'll like it. All right. Uh, Nitro, you're up. All right. Um, so one of the shows I watched that nobody else did, y'all are lucky, is uh, Kebby's Sailor Uniform. It's basically about a girl who's finally headed to middle school, to the prestigious Robi Private Academy, where her mom went, and she has basically made this her dream to get there and wear a sailor uniform when she enters school her mom has helped make this sailor uniform from scratch based on the old style she wore and when she gets there nobody wears sailor uniforms anymore uh she is allowed to wear the uniform uh which makes her worry that she's going to be bullied for it uh, she still does, though, because of the work her mom put in there and her younger sister telling her she's not cool for even second-guessing it. 
Um, I didn't finish this first episode. So, there was a red flag early on in this episode that I kind of ignored. People who listen to this may know I can't stand feet. I have the anti of a foot fetish. I find them disgusting. She's on the phone with her dad, and they keep focusing on her feet as she's talking. I was kind of like, all right, okay, it's weird. And then a classroom scene happens when she gets to school early, and another classmate is sitting there cutting her toenails, and they're focused on the feet the entire time, and the classmate sniffs the nail clipper. And I was just like, I'm fucking out. (laughs) Um... I've watched a lot of anime in my time that I will never be able to deny has sexualized high school girls otherwise, but the over-sexualization of the feet in the show was really weird and creepy to me, of not just girls, like, girls just starting middle school, it felt really awkward, I just couldn't do it. Um, I already found the feet disgusting, and I was just like, nope. And I read some of the uh, Anime Planet forums. It doesn't stop. It continues each episode. They continue to have, like, weird focusing on feet, and I was just like, I can't do it. So, I'm glad I stopped. Uh, I can't recommend it. I think the an- well, the one good thing about the show, the animation was gorgeous, and I was so sad that I just, that they ruined it with that weird f- foot fetishization. And I couldn't continue. So uh, that's like that for a so, oh, it was bad times. What? It, what? So, it, so other is that the whole story to it though? It's just a young girl in middle that school. That she just wants to go to the same school to wear the same uniform and have the same experience. Is, is that yeah. what the? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I don't know if anything opens up at any point because, like I said, I said I'm not. Fi- I'm not continuing. Peaced out. Peaced out. Yeah. Um, is he still there? You're up, Nitro. Oh, he's still there. All right, so now for a show that both Matt and I watched. I feel like we should have talked about this one last of the isekais, but uh. <laughs> okay. No, this one's fine. All right. I just was throwing things together to mix it up. Uh, in the land of Leadale, 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 Lead, I don't know. Leadale, I don't know. I don't know. So Laura, Laura Dial. Yeah. Yes. That works too. I don't. The land really of Laura Dial. So. This is an isekai show that uh, is based is all that's also a VR MMO show, <laughs> same thing. Uh, so our lead character, uh, before I get to the name of the actual like in-game character, we don't know this girl's name. She passed away. Um, well, we don't we don't know that. Maybe. Well, no, no. There was a we know that. <laughs> okay okay no no no. because the show starts off with there's a power outage that she's hooked up to life support with her vr headset on um so she wakes up in the game uh as her character kana and surprise surprise super fucking op uh but she comes to realize she is 200 years in the future of the game um, so this first now, by, episode, by mentioning that you have just lost it, uh, the first just, episode doesn't really tell you shit. <laughs> like it kind of goes through a bit of the system of the world and the fact that she's OP and 
that's it was so weird like i almost didn't continue yeah i, I agree the the first episode <laughs> i almost didn't watch a second one because to me it felt like just uh oh it's another show where you're in an mmo but it felt very lackadaisical like it didn't yeah. There wasn't much going on of consequence or anything really interesting. Like it was going to be a slice of life, life almost. Like she's Which, stuck in a slice of life. <laughs> at least for the next two episodes I watched, it pretty much still is kind of slice of life. Outside of her going around to these towers that were put up, because uh, the first tower she goes to is her tower, where she get where she uh, talks to her guardian of the tower, heads back down. And is on a mission to find the rest of the towers and kind of find the other players in the world. You come to find out, uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched yet, that there are no other players left in this world. Uh, there were supposed to be 13, and they left with saying, it's sad we only had 12 skill masters, as they call them. She was the 13th, but disappeared. And now she's 200 years ahead, where she's going to these towers where nobody's left. Um, so this is this is an anime about the uh, Amazon MMO New World. Was actually what this no, is it's it, it looks better. Yeah. No, no, no it's, it's better. <laughs> it's a funny. It's a funny joke. I'm it's just fine. gonna we're just fine. gonna roll away. Anyway, um, so at the end of episode two, where I was about to really drop it, it comes into play about her having three children. Uh, because in the game system, you were allowed to foster kids. And in this world, she finds her kids are alive and well and in a city. So she heads to that city. And honestly, the best part of this show are the three quote-unquote kids that are now adults and kind of hilarious. Uh, they're all super uh, mama's kids. Mama boy, mama girl. <laughs> yeah. They're straight up all about their mom and not like, do you like your mom and her two-hit attacks liking mom? Uh no, but, it's, it's like traditional family. I, I yeah. like that dynamic. It's funny. And that's what kept me it's going cute. to the third episode. And honestly, even by the third episode, I was like, you know, even if this stays slice of life, I'm kind of okay. And one, I'll finish it at some point. It's not going to be kept up week to week. But this show just has this, like, even though it's not the best show out there, it has a charm to it that I want to keep watching, watching it. The main character is charming enough, and the people around her are charming enough that I want to keep seeing what happens, even though it's not, like, this outstanding show. <laughs> yeah, I'd say towards the end, like, at the end of the third episode, you kind of see where Kana, um, she realizes the kind of severity of the situation she is yeah. in, the reality... And she's like the episodes is almost sort of like her having to just accept it and then yeah. kind of make her way in this world. And uh, I know I, I messaged you earlier today and I said, yeah. man, you got to watch the fourth episode because it's yeah, I'm have a chance. <laughs> so it the reason why it's it's very kind of almost slice of lifey stuck in a, a virtual stuck in an MMO kind of thing, though. But at the same time, they're giving you just enough meat to where it's somewhat serious and somewhat real. Yeah. So yeah, she's interacting with these some of these goofy characters, but some stuff is kind of being given to us. This plot, this kind of understanding of where she's at, and she's kind of have to she has to figure out how she's going to continue in this and how she's going to react and be. And it's cool because like the supporting cast is what kind of keeps her going as well. And yeah. 
and really keeps the show going. Like you said, the kids are funny. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> They're it's each not like in their the own best different show stations, you're gonna watch. but they all love Mama. <laughs> it's not the best show you're going to watch, but it's really not going to disappoint you either. Yeah, it has a lot of charm to it. It's one of those shows, if you have time to kill, you wouldn't be remiss to put this on. And unlike many of the other isekais this season, it made sense. <laughs> well, it also made me want to read the light novels, because I'm like, I'd like to see what it expands on in the light novels. And the first three or four volumes, I think, are out here, so. Uh, looks like it, yeah. So, I'll have to check that out. Hey, do you guys like fishing? Yes. Do, do you guys like one specific type of fishing that is actually inappropriate to do in the location that this anime takes place? Uh, I don't like I don't like that type of fishing. I've always okay, gone fishing yeah. on a charter boat. Mm. I've done both. I like both. Yeah, I like charter fishing in the bay because you know so, I live near the Chesapeake Bay. You know, an amazing bottle of water where there's great fish and a lot of fucking crabs. I have crabs. What? Yes, we know you have crabs. Thanks. <laughs> At least I don't have a fox pajamas. It's called Snow Loop. Slow, slow loop. Snow Snow loop? What? What? Snow loop? Snow loop. Snowdrop? The hentai game? Does sound like a winter anime. Slow loop, it's a a reference to the type of casting that that the main character does. It's, uh, you know, so a main character, his name is uh, Hinori... Uh, whose deceased father taught her the joys of fishing, which, you know, that's a nice way to start off the show. Um, so she likes to spend time on the docks, uh, for time alone. Uh, and, you know, one day when she's just hanging out there, she meets this kind of girl who just, like, is immediately interested in what she's doing. And she's never had anyone her age kind of, uh, jump and, you know, be be excited about about her fishing so you know they could become they become like quick friends and and it turns out that uh this girl koharu is super is a super good cook um so she offers like hey i'll bring my cooking stuff out and we'll you fish and i'll cook um and we can we can come up with a partnership and that's when that's when Hayori is just like well, we don't need to cook shit look at that. I'm just going to make you sashimi right here and i think that's right. the this opening like starts that starts the tone of the show which is um you know and then Hayori is going to tell us about the wonders of fishing and how meditative and wonderful it is and then uh, Koharu is going to teach us a recipe to make with a fish that you can catch natively in the waters of Japan. And there you go. That's your that's your uh, Yuru Camping's ripoff anime for the season. Uh, the actual the, the nice little um, spin that it does, uh, you know, about halfway through, is that uh, Koharu and uh, Hiyori are stepsisters who have never met each other despite the fact that their parents are engaged and this is uh, I don't know are they in, actually I don't remember if they're engaged or if they're already married I think they're just engaged they're, they're married they're they are already married yeah because that is it's like a, that is a common trope in in uh, Japanese media. It's a little it weird that where... the, the kids never met the new mom or dad, but uh, until it, they exactly. moved in together. But... <laughs> but this seems to be rather common in anime, and I'm wondering if that's just common in Japanese lifestyle. I, you know, I honestly don't know. Maybe it's like, well, we don't, we're not actually the same family yet. You can't meet each other. I, I don't know. 
it's gotta be something because it happens so often in anime i can't imagine that it's not somewhat common in the culture or it's some kind of like some kind of classic piece of japanese literature use that yeah. trope and now it just is like it's a shorthand found yeah. and now it's just so interesting form. that they're just like hey we're we're friends oh wait no now we're stepsisters what yeah and it's it's so it's it's just it's like it didn't this is not gonna i don't think this is the, the other show that I, uh <laughs> that this happened in was um domestic girlfriend what was the name no what was they the, the lesbian show were, right? They, beca- no, they became stepbrother and stepsisters. No, no. He was a stepbrother. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying <laughs> that same thing happened where they just were like, hey, I got remarried. Now this girl that you just had sex with and the girl you love uh, oh, yeah, are yeah, your yeah, stepsisters. Yeah. Hello. You know, and you're like, what? You know what? You're right. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. What was the name of the Yuri anime that we watched? Oh, God. That shit was awful. Um. It was, but it had this. They had the same trope, except it that starts they... with the C. Uh, crush, crush, no, um, citrus, citrus, citrus. Yeah, citrus. So it had the same trope, except that they, you know, they instant, you know, they were attracted to each other. One was prissy and one was fashionable. But I think in this case, they're not. They're not going to be attracted to each other. They're just going to be nice compliments to each other's talents. Yeah. Which, yeah. So. Um, Interesting show. I mean, seems it's going to be very fluffy. It feels like, and it has it has a Eurocamp vibe. How many episodes did you watch? I only watched the first. God damn it, Scott! So, the second episode is um, I watched the second episode, and they introduce the third character, which is um, Hiori's childhood friend, Koi, uh, Koi, and. It's actually a really heartfelt episode where Koi doesn't really care about the fishing part. Um, she just helps run the fishing shop that her uh, fishing-obsessed father <laughs> owns. Mm. And they all go out fishing, and Koi's just kind of sitting there, and she feels like she's been a bad friend because ever since Hiori's father died, she really hasn't gone fishing with her. And Koharu kind of makes her realize that, no, you're not a bad friend. You've still been there for her. And it's this whole, like, super, like, just as even though they're fishing, it's like, hey, we can also focus on, like, a deeper thing here about friendship. And I was like, this is really good. Like, I love that part of the show. I think there's a lot going for this show this season because it's multifaceted in that way. So you have the the storyline going on with, like you said, all these heartfelt moments about remarriage uh, loss. So both of them are kind of young and they share like uh, stories about um, their lost um, parent, you know. Yeah. And they kind of talk about it and you kind of see how each of them kind of copes with that and then how they interact with other people and the way that they've been sort of influenced by that previous presence that used to be there. And then also their friends and how they get along and grow and change. So it's kind of one of those stories. And then it also has the facets of if you're interested in learning about fishing, specifically fly fishing, you learn a lot about that. And then also they have the little cooking segment. There's so many nice little things for somebody to find to enjoy in the show. Yeah, and this isn't one I'm going to keep up with weekly, but I'm going to go finish at some point. Like... It's, this I, is something I'll watch like two or three episodes up, at a yeah, time. Yeah, like now and then I would just check yeah. it out. Yeah. Not binge, I don't think. 
No, no. Yeah, but I'd say binge like bingeable. three episodes at a time. Like yeah. I couldn't watch more than that before I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but can we talk about one of the fun? I mean, I probably should save this one to the end, but I want to talk about it because it's fucking it. amazing. Life with an ordinary guy who reincarnated into a total fantasy knockout. Uh, so childhood friends Tachibana Hinata and Jinguji Sukasa were living the everyday life of office workers on the way home from a mixer. Uh, Hinata is super fucking drunk, or I'll go by Tachibana since that's what they call him throughout the show. Super drunk, wishes that he was bo- reborn, or wishes he was a woman, and all of a sudden some goddess shows up. And sends them off to a fantasy world to give him his wish. They wake up, and Tachibana's like, what the hell's going on? They're trying to figure it out. Uh, they talk bad about the uh, goddess, so she shows up and lays a curse on Tachibana for doing so. What? And it's pretty much... Tachibana is super cute. Um, and all of a sudden, Jigunji realizes he's super attracted to his best friend that's now a super adorable blonde in this fantasy world uh uh jinguji is super powerful uh strong i don't know if powerful is the word but we'll say strong uh, yeah I, I would go with like it's like el hazard mechanics he's the mr yeah. fujisawa all of a sudden yeah and while tachibana is just super cute and kind of charms anybody with her little cute moments just existing um, to be honest <laughs> yeah i want to say I, I swear to god did scott take his headphones off i'm gonna kick his ass um but so this was a show that i took as when i heard the description as i love you bro no homo and this is something i said on twitter this is what i thought the jokes were going to be i was like this is not going to be good this is going to be fucking awful because it's going to be this terrible trope and all of a sudden, you realize that these dudes might actually have attraction for each other, even when they were dudes, as the show kind of unfolds. And Jaguchi, who hated women, never wanted anything to do with women, is now full-on attracted to Tachibana in his woman form. It is so great. Yeah, I, I had the same initial impression that it was going to be like this running, like, aha, it's a gay joke. Because, you know, Japan has a long history of, like, pretty bad, like track record of gay jokes and not taking gays seriously and stuff like that or you know trans whatever but yeah this one actually was kind of it's funny because it's kind of sweet like they are like two best friends basically who have just known each other forever have always hung out and stuff yeah and all of a sudden they're in this weird situation and they can't tell like am i really attracted to this is this a curse what's going yeah. on this is weird but they all, always taking, felt like this? And it's, they and it's all keep funny taking they're... steps to mess with each other. Yeah, like, they, especially they're, Tachibana. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't be feeling this way. It's him. Yeah. I'm going to get him to fall first. <laughs> it's funny <Yeah>. as hell. <laughs> like, it's really well done. It never feels, like you said, it never feels like they're trying to offend the viewer. There's never a moment where it's like, oh, gross, you were a guy before. It's more like, why am I attracted to him now instead of like feeling grossed out by it? It's confusion. Yeah, and I like that. And it it's uh it's awkwardly funny that in that kind yeah. of way, but it's not embarrassingly funny. Yeah. Like where it's supposed to be like super embarrassing. No, it it feels like just kind of funny, yeah. awkward. It's funny. 
I love that Tachibana starts realizing that Jingunji is kind of attracted and starts teasing him to the point where like he accidentally gets charmed. <laughs> um, in episode and it literally two. like a video game, it literally says <laughs> yeah. above his head, charmed. <laughs> yeah, like a, it's like so a debuff, good. charmed. There's one weird thing about this show that I hope gets explained a little bit more, and it's their doorway back to Tachibana's apartment. It's a special it's... skill. It's a special skill, but there's no, but it's like, but why do they have that special skill? Like something, I need something. Like why does it say charmed above their head? They're in it. It's like a video game. Well, that makes sense, but the charm thing makes sense. (sighs) Whatever. He charmed his friend. I I take this as like a, it's, it is an isekai, but I take it as a parody more than anything else. I I can't take it fully serious. Like they're on an adventure and. They got yeah. a silly doorway to their old apartment or whatever, but yeah, uh, it's 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 more parody yeah. to me than like a full regular isekai kind of show. Yeah, so I've I only take, watched I up take, to the second episode, but I give it a I, lot of I give it a lot of wiggle room. Yeah. Let it let it do its thing. Yeah, I am definitely keeping up with this one weekly yeah, though. Yeah, it's funny because I, yeah, like, I watch it every week. It's funny. This is freaking hilarious, and I'm really hoping it goes the route that they actually fall in Dude. love with each other. Have you seen, have you seen the source manga covers? No. It looks like freaking Oriwa Emoto. <laughs> oh god, it does. Jesus. Yes. It That's shows hilarious. It shows Tachibana making like the pouting face and Jinguchi like my my old friend can't be this cute. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, you're right. I love um, that dude. That's so funny. Like I I just got to say like this is one of those shows where the adaptation could have been completely um, just shit, shit the bed. Um, but they've nailed it, and I'm sad it has only 3.6 average out of five on Anime Planet. I really would like to say, and while I would rate some of these shows at the end of the season, even if I only watched a few episodes, I wish they wouldn't allow ratings until all the episodes are out. Mm. It's such a bad look that people can just rate something a three and a half. On average, and there's like two episodes. <laughs> um, I don't think it helps uh, people to understand the show without getting it a chance to actually finish. But uh, I think it's better than what I think most people are giving it credit for. Well, I, I think a lot of people probably aren't even giving it a chance. I honest. agree. They just kind of look at the premise and like, oh, well, this is going to be stupid. It's funny. And um, I usually, I like checking out anime news network season preview they mm-hmm. rarely side with my taste on everything especially because i don't want to call them pretentious but they tend to like shows that are more on the highbrow of things they have a more editorial yeah. kind of uh, style yeah like but a newspaper <laughs> when i was reading the previews and they were talking about this show each one was kind of like like talking about how it was kind of a surprise or some of them were talking about how it was a surprise and one of them in particular I was like, wait, this person liked this one? I'm shocked. And I was like, I'm going to watch this one now. And I was like, oh yeah, it's good. So yeah, um, I'm keeping up with this weekly, as I said. Fantastic. I highly recommend it if you want a good laugh this season. I think this is the funniest show of the season. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely something I want to watch yeah. every week. It's just, it's like a fun, like, like end of your week kind of show, just yeah. something fun to enjoy. The opening song is by um, I I think he's still in uh, da, 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 da. 
the wow the name of the group escapes me but he's the guy that's basara he's the singer from firebomber macross 7 but i love this guy <laughs> every time he sings a song it's just super hype Takeshi he, always does, like, he always does like uh like really hype opening songs okay yeah i rarely pay attention to opening songs anymore honestly i just i start skipping if there's a skip option i can skip it well yeah if uh, basically, if if you've heard the stuff he's done before, you yeah. know exactly who he is because he always has the same like singing voice and he's always super hype and yeah. energy. I love him. <laughs> so like it, he sings like a lot of stuff for like Mecha or like Sentai style stuff. This kind of has that kind of superhero kind of vibe to it, yeah. and it works well because you saw in the opening like it works with them as a pair of like heroes kind of, but it's sort of like a silly one. <laughs> yeah. It's super good. I, I just I need I need more of it. Uh, I'm gonna watch episode three probably tomorrow, since I'll be home with nothing else to do. Um, yeah, the the third episode finally brings in like uh, a bit more side characters to it. Awesome. Yeah, I look forward to that. Uh, so Matt, you have the next show, Orient. Yeah, I guess I'll talk about Orient. <laughs> you so, sound um, excited. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really excited at all. So. I I was kind of interested in it first. I'm just looking. I was just looking at the list of what's coming out and like what's on Crunchyroll for winter season. I had no idea what Orient was, so I just clicked on it, checked out it. I was like, oh, it's from the uh, the guy that makes um, uh, Sinbad and Magi. That guy. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's gonna be something shonen. I'll give it a go. I yeah. I like that guy. He's kind of fun, and it it kind of killed it for me. Like I. I don't know how you run. It had an interesting premise, but it was presented in the most boring way I've ever seen. So, have you ever seen Samurai Jack? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you Not all of it, but I've seen. Yeah, I've but, seen. But you know the the yeah. plot of Samurai Jack, right? Yeah. Samurai Jack goes up against evil Aku, and he gets flung into the future. And in the future, Aku like controls society, and he's like the big bad leader of the world. And Samurai Jack's got to fight him. So this is a similar premise. Uh, basically, uh, it takes place sort of in a Sengoku Jidai era of Japan kind of thing, or maybe just before. It's the Warring States. So it's the warlords, the shoguns, the uh, traveling samurai. So what happens is at some point, these Warring States and whatever in Japan, uh, somehow these, I don't know if it's portals or whatever, opens up and the Oni come in, demons, and they defeat them, and they basically take over the world. And the only people who fight against them are called the Bushi, which is basically like Bushido samurai. So they're swordsmen. They go out and they try to fight against the Oni and defeat them. So what happens is over time, because the Oni control everything, they defeat the Bushi. They kind of reprogram society. They teach the kids as they're growing up, like, the Oni are our great wonderful leaders and this and that and they're all great knowing the bushi are evil they're monsters they're horrible they try to kill our e our f oni friends so it's that kind of twisted future that they live in uh it's still in a sort of sengoku jidai future uh but the bushi are hated and everyone grows up hating them so you're intro you're introduced to the main character um, who's working in a to become a miner. His name is Musashi, you know, like the samurai. Of course, they're going to use a whole bunch of tropey names in this. So Musashi is uh, training to become a miner for the Oni, the great, you know, the great leaders everyone loves and adores. So as he's graduating, you find out 
that he's actually uh, related to the son of a, of a Bushi named Kojiro. And they were, Kojiro is basically, uh, well, yes, a miner, as in mining. Basically, Kojiro is the son of a Bushi samurai. And in this Oni-led world, they are all basically demonized. Funny, Oni demonizing people. So as punishment, he must wear his sword at all times so that everyone can identify him as the social pariah he is. So Musashi's becoming a miner because apparently in this far-flung future, mining ore and stuff for the Oni is the most noble and happy thing you can do. So Musashi says he's going to become a miner. He's got this giant scythe-looking pickaxe. Uh, he graduates with the rest of the miner, goes in the mines, and and just right there and then, the whole veil is just un is just unseated. You see, like a de they go in the mines, and the demons are like eating people and stuff. And you will work to death for our great Oni overlords. It's so dumb. I just like they had a good premise where like the Oni controlled everything, and they were like teaching everyone that the Bushi were the bad guys and the Oni were good. And they just they just wipe that clean right away in the first episode, and it's so stupid. It really is dumb. <laughs> It's like a shonen. I gave it a chance because it's by the guy that did Magi, and I kind of like him, and he did the Sinbad stuff too. It was kind of nice. This is like, it feels like a cash-in. There's no effort. The pacing is stupid. The story is bad. <laughs> I don't I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's boring. It's not a good shonen show. There's other good shonen shows this series you could go watch. I would skip this one just entirely. It's a cash-in. It's, it's not worth watching. Oh, and they have a motorcycle. Mm. The the Bushi has a motorcycle. <laughs> because why not? Mm, sounds awful. Yeah, they, they discover the demons are bad. Oh, and like of course, you, Musashi like you said knew early all along, on. and he becomes a samurai, <laughs> so he becomes a Bushi. Like you and, said early on, yeah. it looks shonen, so I didn't even bother. It's it's garbage. I gave it a oh, chance, because like, oh. like I said, it's by the author that did Magi, and I actually enjoyed Magi. Yeah, yeah, this well, is garbage. crap. This is a cash-in. I, I feel bad. I hope the manga isn't this stupid, but uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it has like that Samurai Jack premise, and they could have made that cool. There's no finesse. There's no. Yeah. It was obvious from the beginning. It's it's dumb. It's really stupid. <laughs> like maybe little kids will like it. I don't know. It's not for me. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a show that's meant for the youth. Uh, so I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this next one. Uh, but this is the second season of Ari Ferretta from Commonplace to World's Strongest. Um, did anybody here watch and enjoy the first season of Ari Ferretta? I started it. I didn't catch up in time to start the second season. So. Um, so Matt, I mean, I mean, Scott, did you watch the first season? You love the isekai. He's just shaking his head. He refuses to even acknowledge it. Um, I think so. Yes. Big fan. The if second season of Ari Ferretta is... Samurai motion. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. It's the second season. It picks off around, I think, Light <laughs> Novel Volume 5, if I remember correctly. Uh, around that time frame. Um, I like this one a bit more because it didn't have as much as the really, really bad-looking CG. I think they improved on it. Um, but it's more of the same, so if you enjoyed the first season... And you were hoping for better CG. This is it. I still think overall, the light novels is a better way to go if you have the time to sit down and read them. Uh, but the anime is solid. 
and worth checking out if you don't have time to read the light novels. But there's just there's a lot more in that the light novels that break things down and really give you a better feel for the characters. Uh, they're not lifeless in the anime, but they're not as fleshed out. Uh, is the best way to put that. They just they don't feel as fulfilling in terms of their their depth. Well, for, for you as somebody who has sort of like I know you like our Ferrero, you talked about a lot the original yeah. one, the original run. So as somebody who really enjoys the light novels, do you find a lot of value in this adaptation? Because I know when like something comes out that I already enjoyed in another format, sometimes it can be really good. Sometimes it's like, eh, so, okay. How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, when I watched that first season, I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Ari Ferretta first season, I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say I loved it. I yeah, feel that, like that initial like first three episodes yeah. I've been watching. I'm like, huh. but <laughs> and I think the weird. problem I had with the first season especially was just the really bad CGI they toss in there. Like it looks so counter, like it just countered to the um, animation too much. It felt like it was like, what's the word? Instead of blending together, it was it felt like opposing. Like it was too much opposition to what the mm. show looks like. As long as it's not as bad as Berserk or um, it's up uh, there. Uh, so I'm a spider's CG. Then it's up there. Fine. It's up there. It's up there. No, it's up there. Um, uh, in the second season, <laughs> so far the CGI doesn't seem as glaring. Um, this is another show we'll talk about uh, that has CGI similar. That's really fucking terrible. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, it's another one of those VM- VRMO shows. <laughs> oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yep. The one with the really cute girl, right? Oh. Uh, Nope, not going to talk about it yet. Oh, <laughs> getting close. But, uh, so yeah, that's Ari Ferretta. If you like the first season, check out the second season. Um, so, we're going to move into another disappointing as fuck show this season. Uh, it, oh, God, it's so bad. That's a good synopsis. Disappointment. Thank you. Yeah. That's it good. is the strongest sage with the weakest crest. Sounds like the perfect title for uh, Scott. But here's, there's some, like, it, it requires knowledge of what's happening to understand the title. How does that make any sense? I can't fuck. Oh, no, yes. it doesn't. No. It's so, so simplistic. They treat you what like What is a crest? Idiot. Why is a crest important? <laughs> Why would he keep the weakest crest? Didn't like, you what? watch did the opening <laughs> animation? Did you I watch, didn't. you didn't watch this show, right, Scott? No, I didn't. Okay, so basically how it starts is there's a guy, Matthias, who's like, I could be more powerful. I just need one more crest, but I have to reincarnate because I can't have more than one. And yeah, all of a sudden, you swear to God, you're thrown into him, headed to the school. There's no buildup of how his life went in the reincarnation. He meets his two people already decides to show off his power of uh, blessing a sword and you're like what the fuck is going on like literally this first episode is just like hey look what's happening bah, 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 bah. And you're just like could you could you try to explain something it's like no 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 now all of a sudden uh hey guess what he can cast magic without chanting well what does that matter they don't fucking tell you right away but everybody's fucking shocked <laughs> Yeah, and everyone thinks he's the weakest. He's got the weakest crest on his wrist, guys. Yeah. He's the weakest guy. He's weak. And he's destroying everything. It's just oh, like... Oh, you can cast without chanting. What? 
But him and this girl that he met in the beginning, the two girls he met, one of the girls, they both already like each other within the... It's rushing everything. It is the most rushed show of this season. It is just bam, 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 bam. It does not care what you were paying attention to. You can't blink because you're going to miss something from this show and you still won't know what the fuck is going on. The only thing that happened in the first episode, you get to this fight with somebody from this other school that's more powerful... And he finds out that it's a demon he's about to fight. Because guess what? Well, no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're killing the funny order here. You're going to miss all the hilarity of this story. Th- there's no funny. <laughs> there's nothing funny it's, it's here. It's hilariously bad how stupid yeah. the premise it's is. It's just him trying to wonder why nobody can cast magic uh, silent. No, so like, so the, school, the school hires him to teach voiceless casting because it's a lost art. Uh, no, and the, the official, like, super rich boy, like, noble nobility school says yeah. oh that's stupid we don't cast voices that's dumb yeah so they go to a turn they send him to a tournament to represent them uh yeah. against somebody who's supposed to be voice casting oh it turns out like he tricks him into cast the he tricks the noble student into casting voicelessly so it's it like, turns out to be a it demon it's a conspiracy. The nobles were keeping us down, not letting us cast voices. Because they and were all he, demons. And then it turns out they're demons. Oh, the nobles are demons, and Wait, they're keeping the humans down. Was it demons or devils? Does it matter? It no, doesn't devils. matter. They're demons. Yeah. De- it's so stupid. It's the dumbest <laughs> thing. <laughs> I gave it uh, one more episode. And I gave it, it gets... four minutes. Four minutes into the second episode, and I dropped it. It was so stupid. The second episode is just... Alright, time to go into this dungeon. Oh, wait! I found this sword that I used to own. Oh, my what? fucking god. <laughs> and it's just in a fucking storage room, and they're like, yeah, you can have it. I, so, just... <laughs> I, I made it past the uh, the opening credits in the second episode, and then once he started narrating in his head, he's like, oh, I reincarnated myself, and blah, 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 and I just... My brain turned up. This is so stupid. Dude, it has almost as good story. of a rating as Fantasy Knockout, and I want to strangle everybody who's... Are you fucking who's... kidding me? This is the dumbest show. It's fucking terrible, and I want to just hate <laughs> everybody who has given this higher than a two. Who? who? I don't know. It's fucking awful, though. Bro, it's... if you're on my timeline, you're, tra- <laughs> you're talking about this show being good. Your taste is trash. <laughs> exactly. I love reincarnation shows. This isn't Isekai. I love it's a garbage Isekai, but, it's terrible. but this is just garbage, it's dude. T- but what's funny is, Anime Planet, I hate to call him out on this, they go, person in a strange world. I'm like, he just reincarnated into the same world. You're not in a strange fucking world. Yeah, I don't think they were paying attention. But even... uh, it's not It's not, <laughs> It's not. not good. Don't watch it's it. It's not worth um, paying attention to, though, so I can't so blame let's, him. Let's talk, to, let's talk about the part two of my favorite oh, show on. of... What? what do you want to what do you want to hear what garbage it, do you want to hear about now is it not valid if the world if you know they reincarnated into the same world that doesn't mean that the world they're reincarnating to is not strange it just happens that the world they died in initially was also strange no it's just that's a bad way to re, uh, to talk about it defend yourself fight me it's terrible fight me but let's he, talk about part two. Hold on. Let's it. move on. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about part two of my number one show of 2021. How Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom. Similar to Ari Ferretta. Did you like How Realist Hero part one? Did you like the fact that a lot of shows just spent the entire time talking and there's no action? Because this show doubles down on the talking. Three episodes in. Three episodes in. It's just the characters in a room or in another room 
chatting the entire time. There's nothing else that happens. All they do is talk about things that are going on, talk about strategy, talk about uh, returning a land from the victor to the loser, and it is amazing. I love that this show has decided we are not going to just throw stuff away because it's not action enough for the people who want that stuff. We are going to stick with the light novels did great and they are holding it down and I love this part too. I'm not going to go deep into it because it's technically a part two and not a second season. So it's like just part two of season one. But if you love Real is Here, you got to continue. It, this, this is the show that really just nails down that light novel feel. There's a lot you can't turn away. You have to keep reading. So if you want, you're going to have to wait for a dub if you don't want to read. Or be able to look away and come back and know what you're doing. Because you're going to miss stuff if you even blink. <laughs> like, you look away, you're going to be like, wait, what are they talking about now? How do they... Oh, god damn it. But they do a really good job. Realist Hero, I don't remember if I said this during the top ten on the last episode. But... It's not the best animation overall, but it's the best, I think, in just overall story and sticking to that original. So, that's why I want to keep pushing that show. People should check that out. So, what keeps you're gonna you on have that to. one is, uh, is it the character dynamics that you're, that's really pushing it for you in that one? It's the character dynamics. It's just the world building and just all the... Um, discussions of not just politics and war and um even stuff like economics and how the um the hero kazuma has come over and brought all this stuff from the present day japan the thoughts but he brings a lot of thoughts from like books he read like that were from like machiavelli or um sun tzu and he brings like that thought process over to this world where it's revolutionary for for this world. There's a lot more that goes on based on the light novels that I'm wondering if they're going to reveal some of the secrets of the world. But this is really, really well done. If you just want to sit there and watch something, relax, but you don't mind reading for 30 minutes because it's a lot of talking, it's well, worth it's checking out. Like, it's, it's, more, it's like... Um... I wouldn't call it, it's not a political drama though, right? It's more of um I would call it a political Is it a Well, not a, a political drama. <laughs> I would call it a political sometimes drama, sometimes harem, sometimes comedy. Basically, it's it loosens itself <laughs> up enough yeah. where it's kind of like more people can enjoy it than people that would say watch like Legends of the Galactic Hero or something like political that. Political slice? Of, no, that's not right either. It just kind of combines everything. Mm. It's political but it combines everything into one and does it well. It doesn't like it doesn't feel like it's leaving anything off. I, I, I my politics in space. I will sit here and say if you do not want to sit down and read those light novels, the anime's doing it so well, unlike Ari Ferretta, where it's like, okay, it's doing a good enough job for people who want to watch the anime. This one's like, no, this is doing what it needs to for the people who want to watch the anime and not just sit down and read. Okay, Highly good. recommend it. Good pitch. You will have to, when we get to it, you'll have to explain to me how this show is different from number 14, but uh, uh Completely later. different. Completely different, okay. I'll tell you. Because I actually discussed this in uh, on my Twitter thread of why it's different and why I love it. Uh, I'll let Matt. Why don't you just <laughs> discuss the uh, overview of this next amazing oh. show we watched? So uh, we got another 
it's it's not an isekai if it's an MMO, right? Yeah, it's just a VR MMO. This was just a VR MMO. Uh, it's called She Professed Herself Pupil of the Wise Man. Uh, so in this one, we follow... Uh, well, it, you don't really follow the main character right away. It introduces you to the world of this VR MMO. Everyone's playing. It's like this grand sandbox game where everyone can create classes. They can learn magic. They can create their own kingdoms and such. And it grows. And from that, they create all these powerful kingdoms and all these different... It grows these legends of, like, player characters, basically, who become, like, legendary mages and warriors and whatever. There's one, but this show kind of focuses on one kingdom, is led by uh, Solomon. He's a paladin, I guess, and he leads this kingdom, and it has, it's protected by these player characters that I think they call them, I think they're the nine, the nine wise men, or something like that, the nine wise, or something like yeah. that, nine sages, something like that. Um... The nine knights. But the, fucking the one terrible. that's primarily focused on is Donbilf. Is it Donbilf? Is that right? I think I said that right. But uh, he's like this old wizard sage. He's a summoner. And in the first episode, you see his power. He can summon like hundreds of monsters and summoned creatures to fight on the battlefield and protect the kingdom. But like I said, it's all it's a game. It's a video game. It's a big battle in a video game. So where it kind of ends the first episode. Uh, the reason I say it ends in the first episode, and I'm pretty much skipping the first episode is because all you're done is introduced to this world in the first episode the vr mmo but at the end of the episode um dan bilf disappears he remember he's a player character he's a video game somebody playing a character in a video game so he disappears and this girl shows up wearing the same outfit basically and we find out that it actually is him but he accidentally re-rolled as a girl so he's a cute girl now uh yeah <laughs> yeah so basically so... like he he had he had messed around with his uh character in the character creator because he had one of those potions to change it and yeah. instead of canceling he never left the screen so, so when he, he came back he falls asleep at his keyboard and he comes back and he wakes up but here i but guess it's something the... like 20 years later or something yeah, that's, like that's that that's what's so weird so he wakes up and he's in the game as this girl version of himself and he can feel touch eat smell etc so he goes and he wanders back to the kingdom and he finds out that apparently he's been gone for however long you said. Yeah. I don't even remember how long it was. 20, 30 oh, years Oh, sorry, I think? 30 years ago, 30 uh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, 30 years. The paladin says 30 years. I haven't laughed this hard since 30 years or something like that. It's fucking and bad. I, I, I'm still not exactly sure. Are they trapped in the game or what happened? They don't I think really they're just playing the game. They talked about it, logging out. Yeah, they, they keep talking about it. And, like, Solomon's like, well, these guys are logged in, so we need to find the great nine sages. You need to help find them. And it's so... What? So, so anyway, he goes off on missions to protect the kingdom. He kind of learns things. He learns how the game has changed, so he can do things he couldn't do before. He learns he can... Like, he, it's kind of gross, because he actually uh, goes to the bathroom in the game now. Uh, <laughs> he can get how many? And... Uh, how many episodes did you get in? I got two. I got to two, and I tried the third, and I couldn't. Okay, I, I got the to two and two thirds. Oh yeah, no, one I, I and two thirds. Sorry, part of one the third and two thirds. Episode and then I stopped. Watching. I, I I stopped at the last ten minutes of episode. Yeah, I, I watched part of the third episode, <laughs> hoping that they were gonna explain more, nope. and it didn't. It didn't explain the time skip. They didn't explain if they're stuck in the world. The paladin just sends him to go on a mission to go find more of the the missing wise or powerful yeah. sages or whatever the hell. So. 
It uh, there's no stake. It's a game. I don't get yeah. it. And they're not explaining it. If if the manga's different and they're all stuck, tell so, me. <laughs> I've looked up the re things about the light novel. It seems to be pretty popular. It has an overall four plus star rating. Um, and things I've read have said this show doesn't do the source material justice. So I don't know what that they're leaving right. out. I believe it. Um, because the source material at least has to be somewhat decent. It has 13 plus volumes and it's still ongoing. This yeah, they, they adapted um, it into a cartoon. Yeah, yeah I, I, I did see a synopsis of oh, the, so... the visual, uh, not visual, the light novel, and yeah, it does say that she wakes up and she, or he wakes up and he's they're stuck in the game, but they don't Can explain we that, on. and none of the other characters really relate that. Can we talk about the weird five-minute no talking? weird music video <laughs> of of the person waking up in the girl body yeah. and just kind of walking around and you're not really nothing's being explained nobody's talking it's just music and vignettes and yeah. these scenes and you're just like what like you're like okay this has got to stop and they're gonna talk right nope just done and it moves on to the next the credits and you're like what yeah. the fuck just happened um know. It's like, hey, everybody will understand what's going on if we just do this weird five-minute AMV at the end of the episode. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on at all. I, I, don't, I don't understand the intention of the show. Uh, to me, it doesn't make sense unless you've already read some of the light novel, maybe. Like, it might make sense to those people. Oh. But if they're trying to introduce, as, as its own thing, as an animation introducing a new audience it doesn't make any sense hold on i forgot to discuss it's worse cg than ari Ferretta. it is awful fucking oh god CG. the summons looks so oh dumb. my god everything looks <laughs> terrible the goblins look weird they look like playstation 2 between like this weird between playstation 2 and 3 graphics yeah. <laughs> like playstation 2.5 is a good because i don't think they're as good as playstation 3 but they're not like early on ps2 they're like later on <laughs> ps2 graphics it's it's Final Fantasy 12 level summons. It's I'll be, yeah. yeah, it's bad times. Um, Don't recommend. No. Uh, I maybe, I don't know who has the uh, light novel. Maybe it's J, if J Novel Club does, I might check it out on one of the months where they're like, here's your catch-up series so you can read the whole series up to this point. I'll be like, yeah, I'll just do that. Uh, but I, so... Episode two, last ten minutes. My older dog gets up, is like, got to go outside, and I was just like, I'm not even gonna pause this. I don't fucking care, and I walked out the, <laughs> I walked out with the dog to be like, I don't care what happens at this point. I'm done. I checked the fuck out. Yeah, but is it I think, is it um, bo is it bad or is it just boring? Both. I think it's both. <laughs> so the animation, the not CG animation, is not bad at all. Uh, I would say, I would actually say it's really fucking boring with a uh, sprinkling yeah. of bad. I guess, it's more I guess boring the, the than bad. Like, it's not, it's not offensive it, to like, you're no, not no, offended no, 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 how no. bad it is. It's just like, you just don't want to watch it. Instead of saying like, it's bad with a sprinkling of boring, it's boring with a sprinkling of bad. <laughs> it's just super boring. Uh, doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's kind there, of bad. There's nothing compelling about it. Yeah, there's, that's there's that's a that good way to put it. Me to, yeah, there's nothing that compels me to watch this. If they explained, like, if in the night novel they were trapped in the game and they really kind of communicated that to yeah. us as the viewers, 
then I might have like, oh, there are some stakes. But they yeah. don't treat it that way. They act like they're still in the game. So, yeah, it there's no stakes. And there's <laughs> nothing that makes you care about this world either. There's nothing. They don't do anything no. to make you be like, mm -hmm. even as a VR MMO game, I'd have no problem if they made me give a shit. There's nothing there to give a shit. It just seems like a bunch of friends who are like, okay, oh, look, now he's a girl. Uh, but we're not going to tell everybody. We're just going to say she's the pupil of this wise man that disappeared. And it's like, what? Like, yeah, that's why I thought we should have talked about Leah Dolly later, because I felt like that's that was the opposite. It made me kind of care about that. No, I like this shit on stuff later on, because yeah. you got to have some things to laugh uh, about. I guess so. but Let's have Scott discuss the... Uh, go over the overview of the next uh, show. Oh, this... this the next... The next show... Oh, that's right. I'm going to pronounce it poorly because that's what I that's do. That's why I'm having you do it. Uh, Kurosita song from the Kurosita. Monster Development Department. So bad. Kuros, Kuros, Kuro, Kuroitsu? Yeah, there you go. Okay, so how do we describe this show? So what if the 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 Heavens... What was... Uh, heavens... What was that show called? Heavens wow. Animal Department... I have not been able to pull a single show this episode. Uh, the Heaven's then, Design oh, Team. Heaven's Design. Yeah, yeah. What if What if Heaven's Design Team, but instead of creating <clears throat> animals for God, the main characters are creating monsters to fight Sentai heroes for an evil organization. That is essentially what uh, what this show is. So Kuritsu is, um, I guess she's uh, she's the junior to kind of a, a kind of a lazy, incompetent boss who is in the the head of this development department that's that's in this organization. I mean, I, it's I, it's it says I say department, but it's really it's just the two of them, and they are. Uh, they are responsible for They're in the R and D department, that's all. Research and development. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they, they're responsible for building all of the monsters that will ultimately uh, fight against the, the their their Sentai you know, hero. Yeah. Who they're like they need to get rid of in order to spread their organization and ultimately take over the world, which is their goal. And what it's it's kinda it's it's mocking a lot of um, corporate culture and and in kind of japanese business culture because it's like the opening uh the opening scene of the first episode starts off with this presentation in which uh in which she has to sell this this presentation to it's what so is essentially well like the board of <laughs> the board of directors and all of her peers and she she just essentially you know so like she didn't prepare the pr the proposal her boss did the the incompetent doctor she's just handed it and then he says go give this presentation and she's like i'm screwed i don't believe in this this is nonsense he didn't do anything and now i have to defend it but she Hold gets on. up there and that she, monster was amazing <laughs> well, <laughs> yes yes she she gets up there and she um you know she's just like all right uh, here's like here's why this is a good idea and what we should do, and then like everyone in the room immediately calls her out and says like you you didn't you guys didn't really 
work on this, right? Like you just you kind of phone this one in. She's like, no, 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 it's, a, no it's really a good idea. It's this is a this no, is, it's mostly we, uh, is it Megistus or Megistus? Yeah, Megistus or Megistus. Yeah. No, yeah. it was it was everyone. It was like because the they had a quick they had a quick like. Uh, yeah. Uh, some of the people on the sidelines had quick, like, single lines where they're just dissing on her. Uh, but the, it, the the serious criticism does come from Magisus, which who, who is the, the quote-unquote chief of Magisus? Magistus, right? Okay, but well you said Magisus. My Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it comes from my Jesus. And he, uh, he's, he, he's, it says he's the chief of staff, but he's a, he's, he works as essentially like the president. Yeah. Uh, of this company and so he's he's super like cr- critical and like breaks you know dest- kind of destroys the practicality of it but the whole time like the whole time that she's defending it this monster's on screen and it's essentially an old man wearing a Loch Ness monster mascot suit and it's holding so a sword it's so <laughs> and, and she's it's like no no we we, we we this is this is compensating for other weaknesses that the other monsters had. Uh, we're doing the analysis right now, just really trying to um, to sell this as a legitimate thing, but, and then ultimately rejected. Um, and and that's that's just, I think that's essentially what's going to be the yeah. pattern. Like there's like the fact that like you know so the the the, the main like well hold the, on the be- villain... before you move on hold on before you move mm-hmm. on that monster basically summed up every. Power Rangers episode I ever saw when you look at the monster and be like, what the fuck thought this was a good thing to fight? And it was like, oh, this show is basically telling you why the Sentai monsters are so stupid. Well, yeah, that's like, there there was like, I think there was like, she had like a, like a, it was like a training simulation or something or a dream where the, the, the Sentai hero was basically said like, oh, they did not have time to work on the monster this yeah. week, did they? Um, but it's also but it, interesting because Magistus, all of a sudden, you think he's just some asshole higher up, and he comes in, he's like, "Y'all couldn't do better. Are you guys taking your proper uh, breaks?" <laughs> like he's like, he actually gives a shit about the personnel. He's not just an evil dude. He's like, "Hey, y'all need to take time to uh, recuperate and refresh your mind." Like, so yeah, good. It's it's really funny. He's like the nice like manager. They'll come down. He's like. I really, I know you guys could do better. Are you taking harsh but breaks? kind? Yeah, <laughs> harsh but kind. Like, what? Well, well, so I, I kind of disagree with that assessment because there's, there is like this. I think he is the he is the manager who is like the hard ass terrifying dude, but he also like follows protocol no 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 did you watch episode two uh, did you watch did the second watch, episode I did not watch then okay. he, he, he is he exactly know. what we're talking about yeah. he is basically okay. the guy <laughs> he follows protocol but he also wants everybody to relax and also realize work doesn't need to always come first <laughs> so it's hey. not like a japanese company parody then huh uh well <laughs> <laughs> i do find it funny that the uh the um head akashic the is like what she says goes but they also have to try to keep it within budget so they struggle and in the first episode you also get the uh they're trying to create a beast man who turns into a beast woman because akashic decides no i would think it'd be cuter as a girl <laughs> it, it's out. just dude it's just like the real like you know boss or owner or ceo or yeah. whatever like if they show up and they're like, oh, no, let's paint it this way," or "Oh, no, let's do it this yeah. way," 
It's like, well, it's the boss, so we're gonna. Even though, like, yeah. well, it, you got the hard yeah, like, to... department saying, we gotta do it this way and this way and this way. It's like, yeah, but eh, let's just do this. <laughs> they had so... to they had to crunch because she suddenly decided yeah. to change the complete scope of, of one yeah, of the monsters. Yeah, exactly. I really enjoy this show. I think it's super funny. I think it's interesting. Like, it takes on the whole... Uh corporation mindset but at the same time you get to try to see the uh inside development of how these monsters are being created for the sentai shows that are kind of stupid and weird and funny um the second episode actually creates a canon thunderbird it turns it starts off as this big badass like uh bird that's going to have swords and all this crazy stuff and it turns into this super fat like um chicken or I would say like a chick, and with like a uh, power visor from Dragon Ball <laughs> that just shows up and gets its ass whooped <laughs> because they had to keep with the budget. And every team she went to was like, "We can't do that. It needs to be more practical like this." And it turned into this thing that just didn't work. Yeah, it was like this super cool-looking, complicated mecha at first, and then it's a, a chicken, a chicken. Yeah, a fat chicken. <laughs> By the end of by the end of the development process, it's a chicken. <laughs> um, I think this is being super underrated as a show, as it has a 3.2 average, which is lower than Strongest Sage with the weakest crust, and everybody should be shot who rated That's it lower. Shameful. That's I know, super right? Shameful. Um, I think it's, I think it's really well done. I don't think it'll be the best show of the season, uh, but I think it's gonna be a fun ride. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely can see the conceit uh, getting tired, but uh, I'll I a think this more is a show for sure. Watching it weekly will work. Don't yeah. binge watch this show; mm -hmm. you'll get tired of it super fucking fast if you try to binge multiple episodes at a yeah, time. Yeah, this, this is a good like Friday night, just relaxing, chilling with something. Catch an episode. Show. Yeah, yeah. Catch an episode a week, and you'll be good. Do not try to binge the show; you'll probably find it to be super repetitive. Because Sentai shows are super fucking repetitive. <laughs> so. Um, oh, God. I got to talk about this garbage. Oh, God. That's what I like to hear. That should actually be the name of our show. That should no, be the name of the podcast. because you didn't watch enough to call it that. That's fine. Yeah, I guess so. You're right. I meant the, um, the name of the podcast, like, overall. Oh, God. I got to talk about yeah. this garbage. <laughs> Worlds and Harem. All right. Here we go. It is Near Future. Tokyo, Japan. Heard that one before? Uh, it's 2040. It's every Reito. other anime. Yeah, Reito yeah. is a young man suffering from an uh, intractable disease. He gets put into basically cryostasis uh, to help cure his... Uh, while they try to find a cure. Uh, he wakes up five years later. The world has lost 99.9% uh, .9 of the men on the planet to the MK virus. Can you guess what MK stands for? Male killer? Yes, Marie male Curie. killer, because they're, oh, super, okay. they're wow. super, super creative. Um, Are you serious? The, is that what they called yeah. it? The ground is now a super harem with five billion women for every five men. Wait, what? Uh, so <laughs> there's only five, five billion men. women? What? Yeah. Five men are left. The numbers are resi resistance to the NK virus. One of them, Reto, is brought back out of cryostasis. Uh, so, but didn't he have some other debilitating disease you just said? Hold on a second. No, he, he, they cured it while he was in cryostasis. So <clears throat> he's back out. 
They need oh. him to start helping repopulate this world. The show sounds uh, amazing. Okay. So this show sounds like it'd be a great fucking hentai show. Let's fucking go. Nope. He made a promise to his friend right before he went to cryostasis. Oh, fuck so off. if there's anybody he's going to repopulate with, it's going to be her. So he has to find her and refuses to help repopulate. I'm like, bruh, there's five guys left and five billion women. You'll find her in time. Start fucking. <laughs> it, I, I didn't know they could cryo-freeze you with a fucking chastity belt on. Is that a... So, the first episode goes through this whole thing where they're trying to convince him. He gets out of a car with a bunch of women that are in these run-down cities, and they start trying to attack him because they finally see a man. Um, hmm. Yeah, this show's not misogynistic is, at is all. Is this Death um, by Snooze New, or what are you talking about? Wait, do, do the cities... Is the implication that the cities are crumbling because women are in charge? There's only women in charge because there's what? yeah pretty much pretty much yeah we'll oh. go with that. Oh my god, that's oh. awful. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So everything's falling apart. Like who, Dude, who's running society? Dude, it's super misogynistic. It is fucking terrible. Um, they, they can't even. Do you know run how society? much? Do, What's going on? Do you know how better the world would be if there was only women? Like that. Right. Apparently everything not. would just work. <laughs> According but, to this show, no. So. <laughs> They basically are like, you have to do this. You have no choice. And he's like, give me time to find so-and-so. Really? And that's the agreement at the end of this episode. The other problem I had with this show was, if you're going to lean on this whole, like, sex thing, the censorship is fucking awful. It looks like black digital marker just going side to side all the way up and down. Wait, is there actual sex in this show? Um... I don't know. I didn't make it past the first episode. But there's a lot of nudity. But it's all censored. Because of course it is. And really fucking badly. Uh, it looks like digital black marker. Just going side to side. Uh, it's so, I mean, not well done. I mean, essentially, this, show, this is a show that's advertising for the DVD release. The Blu-ray release, yeah. Yeah. But so I... The censorship was on the, like, the broadcast in Japan also? Yeah, supposedly oh, there's yeah. a okay. supposedly there's an ATX broadcast that gets rid of the censorship, but I don't care. The show's not good enough for me to be like, you know what? I'll watch this other censorship because it's not even that good. Yeah, at that point, you might as well just go fucking full hentai, and you're not doing it, so I don't care. Like, it's just I was like, I don't know who would want to watch this. Um, I don't think the I don't think the version that's airing over there uncensored is making crunchy rolls so on the west unless you're illegally acquiring it there's no point in fucking watching this shit they're handing you like it's censored and it's censored terribly it's not a great show i can't recommend this it's fucking garbage and i love harems this show is terrible <laughs> so I, I i wonder where this uh came from because there was actually a pretty popular western comic series called uh why the last man um i think they even yep. made a, a show out of it didn't they they did it was bad really oh okay i read yeah. some of the comic it was pretty interesting but do you want to talk like about good post-apocalyptic but this this doesn't this just sounds like straight no hair it's terrible story. don't watch it uh do you want to talk about good though and a show that scott was wondering what the difference was between uh realist hero and what we're about to discuss the genius prince's guide to raising a nation out of debt uh, prince wine is ready to commit treason who can blame him faced with the impossible task of ruling his pathetic little kingdom this poor guy can't 
can't catch a break. He decides that he's going to sell off the kingdom. Uh, except when he hatches his plan, everybody agrees to it. <laughs> and they head off to battle this other kingdom that's coming at them. And his plan is to kind of do something that'll help boost the uh, the um, value of his kingdom. But everything keeps going in his favor, where his kingdom keeps getting uh, better and better. <laughs> it just keeps continuing. That's basically the premise of the show. So this first show, like I said, gets him into this thing where he is going up against another kingdom uh, at the border. And he's actually super good at being tactical in battle. He finds ways to pincer the enemy. He finds ways to um, psych them out and get them to do, uh, to play in his hand is the best way to put it. Um, and you were asking, how is a different realist hero? Realist hero is a guy trying to rebuild a kingdom he was reincarnated from. This is an isekai. The genius prince, dad got sick. The king got sick. He's taking over him actually just wants to get rid of the kingdom he doesn't want to be in charge he doesn't want to rebuild and that's why i like this i was like it's like two sides of the coin this season i have the one where the guy's trying to build up the other one where the guy's trying to get rid of the freaking kingdom so he can live comfortably for the rest of his life except everything's going against his plans and his ideas are working out in the favor of the kingdom so by the end of the first episode he decides hey, we should try to get this mine. And everybody's like, yeah, let's go. And he's like, I didn't think they'd be up for it. We just finished the battle and they take the mine, the gold mine. And the next episode is kind of like that same kingdom he's fighting against again to keep the gold mine that they found out might actually be depleted. So his trick for the second episode is basically like, we're going to make this battle last 30 days. They're going to give up and eventually buy the mine back and give us money. Except he defeats them. Uh, <laughs> and then they find a new vein in the mine. And he's got and he's <laughs> got boosted again. So everything he's decided keeps backfiring. Uh, even though in the second episode. So he has a... I don't know, Matt. Would attendant be a good name? Are you talking about Neenim? Yeah, Neenim. The white-haired girl? Yeah. So we'll say childhood yeah. friend slash attendant. Yeah. Uh, in the second episode, they talk bad about her. Uh, she must, she's some race where, uh, they basically shit on her for being the race and he loses it and goes and kills the people he needs to kill. Like, you don't done. talk shit about my <laughs> homie. Yeah. Um, so I personally, I like the tactics. They really do a good job of explaining all the tactics. This one has CG. It's not great CG, but it's literally just showing like little, uh, I'd say almost, not chess pieces, but little, like, soldier pieces on the board to show what they're going to do and stuff like that. So, which works fine for what they're showing. Yeah. It's not like Pupil, where you're like, why the fuck are monsters looking so bad? Um, but No, the, I, the, it's the parts of the troops fun. are animated yeah. well. The stuff yeah. with uh, large-scale things where they kind of yeah. cut a little here and there for CG is yeah. done in a way where it's not the whole battle so you're not like yeah really... it's not jarring yeah it's not annoying it overall this show to fill the gaps yeah it's super interesting i wouldn't say i don't know how much of it is legit tactics but <laughs> they do it in an interesting way um and also it's pretty damn funny 
I don't know, Matt, overall, what did you think? Uh, I enjoy it a lot. Uh, I actually do like tactical and political drama kind of stuff. Mm. This fits in well. They did really good world building. They kind of talk about the situation that his kingdom's in. Uh, him growing up, they talk about him at the academy uh, later on as well. Why he kind of knows what he knows. Yeah. To be honest, the one thing I I kind of wish they would have just dropped that you like is that... Uh, that he wants to sell out that he wants to that is the comedy angle i think it's it's fine but i think to be honest like the way he's just so tactical and perfect like he doesn't the it doesn't make yeah, sense that to was... have that in, it almost doesn't make sense to even have that angle because he's but not, the light novel is based know. on the whole fact that he is this way he just he doesn't want to rule he wants to just be comfortable and retire and be done yeah, he I wants to be it, lazy then... as fuck yeah, I get it, but then like when you're hearing him like narrate in his head, like, oh, this person's thinking this, and I need to counteract yeah. in this way, and the, it's like, eh, well, it's more like he's a tactical genius, and he he's See, gonna do all these things anyway. But I like it because when he's playing I mean, out it, things in his head, it comes yeah. off as very much like Katarina from Villainous. Yeah, yeah, like he's trying to avoid the bad he end. He doesn't. But just yeah, get he doesn't out of have like something. seven characters yeah. arguing, but he has those mm-hmm. same moments of like, he thinks this is gonna go this way, and then of course, the fear and worry that played out in his head is not happening. Yeah, I I think like uh, to me like he's too smart for his own good, uh, yeah. <laughs> basically. But Nina but yeah, knows I, I, this, and she just lets him go because she yeah. she doesn't want him to just give up. Well, I, that that's what's kind of cool is like all these other characters yeah. getting introduced that kind of know him so, and other did people you try not to watch read him and Realist Hero then? Uh, any watched, of it, even the f- last season? I didn't watch the second season of Realist Hero. But no. did you watch the first part? I watched half of the first season. Oh, I'm surprised yeah. you're not big into that show because it gets no, pretty like tactical too. I just haven't okay. uh, been going to watch it. Okay, but yeah, so between these, I like it because Realist Hero, like I said trying to build up a kingdom that he was brought into. The other guy's trying to get rid of the kingdom. Um, they both have some comedy to it. Genius Prince is a little more heavy on the comedy. Mm-hmm. But they also are not afraid of the violence. They be slicing some motherfuckers' heads off in this show. Yeah, I actually like that more about this show. I feel like yeah. it, it leans more into the tactical side of things, yeah. and I like that. I, I have a long history of playing like tactical strategy RPGs. This feels kind of like a... Yeah crusader kings like but like he's kind of like this plotting somewhat comical player guy like i just i don't want to get this far i just want to have a peaceful life (laughs) yeah and i like that so i like this kind of i was trying to get scott to watch this show because i thought he'd be interested but i think i i think i probably will which is why i was like i tried to highlight what i thought you should check out and you would definitely did you definitely did so We'll let Matt go on to the next show. Cause, oh, Genius Prince, by the way, I'll be keeping up week, weekly. Yeah, I think I'll continue that as well. I need to catch up on Realist Hero as well. Yeah. Uh, next one was what? Girls Frontline? Or Dolls yep. Frontline? Or whatever the fuck it's called? So, I guess... You watched it. it. I did. I was just scrolling around Foonie, and I'm like, oh, what's Foonimation got now? Oh, they got Girls Frontline? That's that mobile game, right? <laughs> So I, I tried it out. It's very much kind of like the Kantai collection animes as well. It's the same thing. Like if you liked, if you're a big fan of the game, you'll enjoy maybe a bit of the anime. It's It doesn't feel cohesive enough to be its own thing unless you were already into the game. Uh, it immediately just kind of 
blurbs out a whole bunch of world building junk that you're not going to understand unless you've played the game. I played the game and I barely understand what the fuck they said. Something about factions, about the I I think they're called they're called dolls, T dolls. There's another game with T dolls, but this is the one everyone knows. T dolls are basically androids that wield firearms or are themselves firearms and they're always named after actual guns. So like uh, M41A or A1, M4A1 is like the leader of their group. Uh, M16, etc. Uh, the AR15, etc. 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 Jeez, Mach, why I gotta be so mean? You're the one who said. Anyway, so yeah, they're basically like this uh, tactical group. Um, they're sent out to recover some data in an enemy territory that the enemy doesn't even know that they have, and they end up getting ambushed and encircled. Um, you kind of learn a little bit about M4A1 as her leadership style and each of the people in the group, their kind of style. Uh, they kind of hack into another group of T-Dolls and get them to join their group. It's it's very much like what? the video game. You're watching the mobile game, basically, in anime form because like, they will recruit groups of android girls, I guess, to fight and... I, I don't know. It's not my thing. Do. I think if you've seen, if you played the game and you really like the game, maybe you want to check it out. But it's to me, it's too confusing. And I even played the game and it's still confusing to me. So, <laughs> if, and even if you were like a gun nut, there's not enough. Yeah. One of the reasons people like Girls Frontline is because they really like, uh, it's good for people that like uh, weapon culture, like guns, the specific guns, and they like anime girls. This one, you get that, but they don't really put much focus on the guns. There's no uh, precision to it, so it doesn't really play into that. I don't think it's going to be that interesting even for the actual Girls Frontline fans. Uh, I know the only other mobile game one I was interested in coming out later, I think in summer, is going to be uh, Arknights. I'm interested to see what that one is, but this one, this one lost me. <laughs> And even worse is because of all that dialogue at the beginning where they just just they just puke out all this narration about the world. And it, I was watching it on the Funimation website, and their subtitles are just the fucking worst. Like, you see, like, one line and then the next line too early or too late, and you can't keep up. I, if you have other options to watch stuff uh, on two sites, don't watch it on Funimation. Everything I've watched on Funimation this season, it's had that same problem. Um, that's just my uh, me kicking Funimation. And uh, yeah, I don't recommend this. Even if you're a Girls Frontline fan, I don't think you're going to like it either. Maybe the chibi stuff, the old chibi stuff will be more fun. That's what they need. A little fan service cutesy show. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass. For watching that shit. I don't know why I watched it. I was just bored. I'm like, oh, well, it's here. It's a popular mobile game. I'll check it out. I feel you. That's yeah. what happened with a Kevy's <laughs> sailor uniform. I was like, ah, I got nothing else to watch. Let's go. I regretted everything. I I don't even think the the designs like in the uh, game, the cards and stuff, the gotcha game, those are all compelling designs translated into anime. They're not that great. Like it would have to have really high quality animation to pull you in. That's why and you need it, to it doesn't play and watch Ozzer Lane and stuff. Doesn't make yeah. the grade, I'm sorry. It just Ship doesn't. Girls. I like Ozzer Lane. It needs an anime. I do too. Kanti has an anime, but like this, it kind of falls flat too. It doesn't work. As he shows Ozzer Lane on his phone. Thanks. Yep. I'll be playing that game, bro. 
Alright, let's jump into the next anime. Scott, let's go, buddy. Nah, you can explain this one. It's your baby. Alright, so the next show and the final show we are going to discuss this episode is My Dress Up Darling. It is about a young high schooler uh, named uh, Gojo uh, who loves traditional dolls. Um, he lives and works with his grandfather on helping to create these dolls. Um, because of this, he has always kind of been um, on his own. Uh, people don't under or fellow kids don't understand his love for these dolls. And one day at school, um, he comes across uh, one of the popular girls, Marin, in a, of course, slight accident. Um, first off, the first accident that happens is absolutely great, where she's falling and cracks her head on the desk. Um, I love that that accident. Um, and she, basically, he goes to the club room that has the sewing machines because the sewing machine at home broke and turns out Marin is also going to the sewing club and all of a sudden she's like what you're into these dolls like he she finds the uh what do they call that part with the head is there any I don't remember if they call they explained what that specific piece was it's it's his... the it's the main piece basically it's, yeah. it's it acts as the spine yeah. It's the head. So on these traditional dolls, you would have those big, um, you'd have like the big clothing. You would have the yeah. clothing, so there would be no body under it. You would just ah, have the clothing. Okay. Makes sense. And then the arms would attach to the kind of the spine pieces on the inside. Okay. So you would never Thank see you. a body. You just have the clothing. Okay. My my friend, his uh, I think his mom collected stuff like those kind of dolls. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Um. So Marin, turns out, is super into wanting to cosplay her favorite characters. Turns out her favorite characters from a hentai game, I don't remember what, the exact name, Squirt Academy or Squirt on Me. I think it was crazy. Slippery Girls. Or That's what it is, Slippery, slippery Girls. Slippery Girls, I think? <laughs> or Slippery Girls Academy? Something like that. She realizes that uh, Gojo is good at sewing, and she kind of in her own way, kind of coerces him to help her out because she has a hobby that she hides from other people that she's super enthusiastic about, and so does he. So she kind of finds somebody who is, uh, like, the same type of spirit, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, so she latches onto him and is like, can you help me? Can you make this look good? And at first... I would say it felt a little awkward at first, a little forced, until you realize that he's already looking into it and seeing how things are sewed and how things are looking wrong, and he's like, full 100% goes straight otaku on it is probably the best way to put it. He is straight up like, nope, this is wrong, this is wrong, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't calculate this, you didn't calculate this seam, you didn't do this, and he's in. Um... One thing about this show, it is fan servicey, especially episode two. Episode two is all about Marin's uh, ass and tits and everything else, <laughs> like, because uh, she heads to his house unannounced and shows up in um, 
basically wearing a bikini under a coat so he can take her measurements, which leads to a lot of goofy, um, I would say, typical rom-com moments of the guy who is not used to women, is all of a sudden super embarrassed and nervous. Um, I don't know if we want to get into episode three specifically, which is a super cute fucking episode, because I don't know how far Scott went. How far Probably did you say get, one? Scott? Tell us. One episode. God damn it, Scott. What the fuck? <laughs> well, um, I, I mean, even from the first te- uh, episode, you can kind of tell yeah. what the tone of the story is going to be, right? Yeah. It's, it's I... this guy, he's got his passion for a certain like hobby, right? Yeah. Or thing that he wants yeah. to create. And then he meets, like, like you said, a kindred spirit. So I want to say, based on all the shows I watched before we jump into more, I think this season, this is the overall, out of all the shows I watched, the best looking show. The anime, uh, animation is fucking top notch. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, uh, especially if you're um, looking at the facial expressions and everything, yeah. they're always in movement. Nothing feels like it's static or slow. It's very intricate. It's very nice. That is, uh, and that is something that actually is super important because it's going to be a show about art and costume design yeah so if it comes out of the gate and it looks bad that's that's only gonna that's only gonna retract from true what the, what the thing is cloverworks has quite a few shows this season and i feel like they so they have tokyo 24th which matt talked about i said it looked good yeah they also have a Kebby sailor uniform where i said that animation looked good even though the rest of it was not my cup of tea um so I feel like they brought out their A game on a lot of shows this season. I'm, I'd like to see if they can keep it up. Uh, but oh, yeah, this be doing show. Spy Family also. Spy X Family. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, so going through even episode three where they end up going shopping, he thinks. Episode 3 is the first full-on misunderstanding show, which I'm not a huge fan of the misunderstanding, especially, like, here's our misunderstanding trope for plot point. Uh, as long as it doesn't keep that up, um, <clears throat> I this one was done well, where they end up going shopping, and I'm trying to remember... Um, <clears throat> oh, and they do the fan service in the show by having her show off some, like... Uh, what do you call those things? Not the garter belt, the uh... stockings. Yeah, the stockings and the clasps from yeah, the, the clasps. It was the clasps. Yeah, just to get a reaction out of him. Because honestly, so it's funny. Um, you you didn't watch the second episode, Scott. So in the mm-hmm. second episode, she's wearing this bikini at his house, so she so he can get her measurements. Throughout the whole episode she's basically trying to figure out what his problem is and she's like just take the damn measurements what's your problem it's not that big of a deal until he takes measurements around her thigh area and all of a sudden she suddenly becomes aware and she's like she goes red faced and embarrassed uh because it's funny how she's like she's so and i like that about this show it's not just somebody like taking advantage of him she's so focused on the cosplay she's not noticing all this awkwardness around her she's not just this popular girl that's not noticing that the uh quiet guy she's kind of forced into this friendship is being awkward she's so focused on the cosplay that she's not noticing that he's 
having these awkward, embarrassing moments until it kind of clicks at one point. <laughs> and she's like, oh, shit. This is super embarrassing. And I like that about her. Because she may be super popular, but she's also a super... I was, I don't want to say cosplay otaku, but she's that's her focus. So she kind of misses things as well as him. So he thinks, like, in his head... If something happens, he thinks something's wrong. In her head, she's just not paying attention because she's only thinking about the. She's, she is. Uh, what do I call my dog when she when she can't stop thinking about one thing? Oh, one track mind. She's one track minded. That's a good way to put Marin in the show. She's just one track minded. Wants to do this cosplay. Wants to make the best looking cosplay she can for the character she loves. Sounds. Right. Also, there's a super funny scene of him playing the the uh, hentai game. And the grandfather walks in, and he's just like, hey, grandfather, what's up? Because he's only focused on the game to get the costume down right and doesn't really give a shit <laughs> that it's a hentai game. As the grandfather opens the door, he's like, well, I guess he's at that age. But the son's not even watching it for that. <laughs> I love that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I like the way the stuff plays out in this series. It could go your typical... I feel like the gags can be typical, but also kind of put a spin on it that you're not expecting, which I really like about this show. There's a lot of passion in it, in uh, in these two characters. Yeah. They they have an interesting dynamic, because like you said, he was embarrassed growing up. He was very into this artistic hobby that, you know, like, it's to other people, it's like, oh, you like dolls? That's weird. That's for girls, right? And it's like, well, not necessarily. You're an artisan. You appreciate mm. art. And he's, well, he is kind of creepy towards his one doll. But other yeah. than that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he but also, like, one thing that I like. On it. It's, like if it, it's like if you had, like, your favorite stuffed animal or something. Or your favorite toy from when you were a kid that you still yeah. kept. And sometimes you like, you're like, hey, what's up, dude? You, like, talk to your little doll or whatever on occasion. Yeah. It's but like Marin isn't. When Marin shows genuine interest in the doll and the dedication and the uh, intricacies of it, she's genuinely interested in it. Not yeah, just being like, oh, um... this is cool that you can put this type of work into it. She's like, this is amazing. This is beautiful. And I love that about it. Everything where you're like, it could go the way we've watched so many anime go with so many of these scenes. And they kind of put their own spin on it where it doesn't feel like it's just a copy of something we've watched before. Yeah, because that's kinda, what I like about the show. She's recognizing his passion and his uh, ability, yeah. his skill that he's learned. Like, oh, wow, you make these really tiny clothes for this this intricate item. That's so cool. Yeah. And then she's like, you know what? Look at this. Look at this. I'm trying to make this thing, too. It's like, oh, wow. And then he's like, they have that dynamic right away. Like, he's like, whoa, he's really hyper-focused on the clothes. Like, no, no, you're doing this wrong. And she's like, oh, you got to get it right. Got to get it right. Got to get it right. It's it's funny because uh, anyone who's done like cosplay or uh, for cons and stuff will probably really enjoy this and see like yeah. a dynamic uh, comparison to like Friends or something yeah. in the past. I was worried that when her one friend in her group, uh, Noah or Nawa, had met him, she was going to be like almost like the friends in uh, Nagatoro-san with a little more bullyish. Mm-hmm. Um, as, because they're popular, and she was generally like just introduced herself to this guy. Yeah, I, I like. Hey, that. I'm it's... this, and I was like, that's cool. So I was like, because I was like, please don't make her friends just the a, t- the the typical fucking tropes. It's it's very refreshing in that way. Like they generally just like, 
Well, I actually don't know this guy. Hi, how are you doing? It's nice to yeah. meet you. Oh, you guys know each other? Yeah, we've been friends. So, and yeah, that's cool. Like that's how I'm it really is. You don't just go like, oh, I'm yeah. a fucking bully right away. What the fuck? Yeah, I hope this show holds that up and doesn't fall into some of the tropes that other shows where popular girls are don't really talk about their hobbies to their friends because their hobbies are all stuck up snobs. I don't want that. We have enough of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so far so good. I'm interested to see where this goes, and I want to keep watching it. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably keep up with this weekly. It's really good. It's it's quite good. I think the the only thing that turned me off from the first episode, and it was very minor, and it passed pretty quickly, was his reaction to the doll. And it's specifically, it's partially how well the show's animated too, because yeah. when he does when he talks to the doll and gets really like. Uh, I don't. I don't know. If, I'm not. I don't want to say intimate with it, but like familiar with with the doll. Uh, he gets a very creepy look on his face, and you you can kind of tell this is it is more than a doll for him. And he, like yeah. the character has a lot of um, you know he had a hard childhood, not only because he grew up with with this inherited hobby that no one else understands but he also lost his uh he lost his parents very young he'd live with his grandmother uh grandfather um and so like yeah like this doll is literally like part of his family and kind of it's a goal um it's something he is actually aspiring to create um and you know but that certainly doesn't come out in that first scene where he wakes up and says hello to his doll, his lady doll, and has a, the weirdest fucking look on his face that you've ever seen animated. Um, but I think very quickly the show, without without go outright saying like, you know this this character has like a you know a tragic backstory, justifies yeah. his relationship to these but objects. I want to talk about also because I was talking about the animation, the attention to detail in the show, because I was looking at some screenshots real quick. Um, when he does the tape measure in episode two to measure her, they legit have all the lines on the tape measure, even as small as they are, and the numbers, instead of just being like, hey, look, we don't really have to animate this part, and everybody's going to know it's a tape measure. There's li- I'm looking, they have the little tape measure, little small marks, too. Like, they did a really good job at making sure the details were knocked out. Bricks, Brick houses aren't just like, this larger brick, large brick, large brick. It's like small bricks throughout. They do such a good job nailing down the small details that it kind of brings out the rest of the show with it. That's why I really like the animation of the show. Because I feel like the characters pop because even the backgrounds pop. Especially the doll outfits. When they close in on those, like the detail these animators put into this shit. Like, I give them mad props. Super impressive. So... I think this is a show. I think this is one of the best shows of the season. Um, I don't want to. I so I won't count Real as Hero because it's technically the part two. Um, in saying it's the best of the season, I honestly think my dress up darling overall, with all the sum of its parts, is probably the best show of this season. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's a standout, even just in concept. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, it's because like, you know, it is it is now get like the it like there is an inherent popularity in the show that is, 
character has a weird hobby and then we get to learn about it throughout right that's that's a genre yeah. and, and you know slow loop is a, is is in that genre as well but um you know there's a there's a lot of additional layers to this that is based on these these very interesting characters like oh, yeah. you know you know um both of the main characters are very interesting it's you know i i only watched the first episode but it sounds like the larger cast yeah you know is 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 drawn you know drawn out real you know fairly well and and will add to add to the story as opposed to detract or cause unnecessary conflict yeah. so um i think that that goes a long way you know you know it's i think that's one of the weak things about slow loop is it felt too much like like they saw your your camp and they said well we gotta have the energetic character and the solemn character who knows a lot about stuff and then we can we can create it but whereas this feels like they really um they really wanted to create a dynamic that worked well with the material they were they were going for yeah for sure yeah i i know the uh the manga has been going on since 2018 and based on this anime I imagine they probably did the manga justice. I haven't really looked it up, but I definitely want to check out the manga once I'm done the anime. I'd like yeah, to see the yeah. differences. I, I think this is also my pick for the season of the one that... If you can only really watch one, this is yeah. the one you should be watching. Yeah. So I just want to do a quick breakdown. I'm not going to go into everything. I'm not going to include Realist Hero because we all know that was my number one show of 2021. Uh, uh, overall best show of this season, I'm going to say My Dress Up Darling. The surprise of the season, Fantasy Knockout, like, did not see that uh, being as good as it was. Uh, <laughs> I will say my biggest disappointment is she professed herself pupil of the wise man. And the one I knew I would enjoy was the Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt. So that's what that's all I have to say from this season. Best yeah, way to I mean, sum it up. I mean, I only, I, unfortunately, I only watched the three episodes, three shows. But my dress of darling, I think, is. Uh, well, that's all right. Is, Wait is for is the spring. We're going to tie your ass down. <laughs> oh, prop your eyes. <laughs> take your eyes fuck? open. They'll oh. just be. Oh, be you mean you're going to make it watch stuff? Whew. Pretending yeah. to be me. Yeah. Um, but I think I think you know, like I, I my dress of darling is certainly a show that I would want um, yeah. Shannon's perspective on because I think she can, you know. She could talk about it in certain ways that we can't. Um, well, she's cosplayed before too. So. She's cosplayed. She's a lady, um, you know. So it's it's a lot of she, she can bring a lot to the discussion. That yeah. it would be interesting to have her what her opinion is on it. So we got to make her watch that show. But that's the one show that she should watch. True. You must watch the show about cosplay. I'll recommend it to her once it's fully done. I don't think she or, has the time to keep up with weekly, but I think she'd be able to watch it once it's fully done. Yeah, for sure. I I don't know if I have like categories like you for surprises. I just went off the top of my head. That was I, off the top of my head. For me, it's just a few that I would recommend. Definitely the what we already said for Dress Up Darling is definitely one that you need to watch. I think comedy-wise, Miss Kuroitsu is definitely one you need to watch. I think for action, I highly recommend Savvy Kui Bisco. Uh, I didn't want to spoil too much about it, but it's good. The animation's really good. The world is interesting and it's fun. I think it's going to be a great show. Uh, other than that, um, just a few, just a few things like the usual isekai stuff we already talked about. Um, if you like good dialogue style shows with a lot of story and politics and stuff, yeah, 
the Genius Prince is a good one as well. I like that one too. You're not gonna give props to Fantasy Knockout? Bruh! Fuck that show. <laughs> that show's great. <laughs> no, I I thought I already said that. Oh no, I said Kuroitsu, no. huh? Yeah. No, the, that's the that's the other comedy show I recommend. Is Fantasy Knockout. It's yeah. It does the it does that kind of comedy right. It's not a it doesn't feel offending. It's it's funny. It's silly. Yeah. It's a buddy show, so I enjoy it. Yeah. Scott didn't get to hear, but we basically said it could have been. We broke that shit down. We got philosophical. Yeah. I know. I was so mad he walked <laughs> away on it because I was like, Scott, we basically said that show could have been going with the insulting humor and ended up doing really well with uh, understanding its material and being respectful with the humor. Interesting. Yeah. No. And the fact again, that it's, it's a gender bender. It is one I want to. Again, I wanted to check out, but yeah. I was going to watch it after work today, but I ended up working right up to the start of the show. So Fun times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do we have a, a stinker? Do we give a stinker award? The oh, worst, I gave it to the Pupil. The worst show you watch? Oh, the worst show? Instead what, what, of the most disappointment? Uh, oh, okay, we'll do two. We'll World's End Harem. What's World's the most disappointing and what was the worst show? What quality-wise, oh, uh, worst, most disappointing? Pupil of the Wise Man was my most disappointing, and I'd say Worlds. No, I. You know what? Because it's the only show I didn't finish an episode of. A Kebby Sailor Uniform. The foot fetish, fetishization (laughs) of middle school girls was a little too much for me, and the fact that I've read uh, forums about how it continues on through even episode three. Yeah, fuck that show. Gross. Gross. Stop. Well, we know where Nitro draws the line. Mm Mm-hmm. Feet. I'd say disappointing. Uh, it's it's a toss up between uh, strongest sage with the weakest garbage crest and uh, yeah, the she pre- uh, professor self pupil. Like pupil could have been something, but it goes nowhere. It, it's yeah. stupid. It's pointless. And then the worst show for me was Orient. I'm <laughs> you guys are dodged a fucking bullet by not already <laughs> wanting to watch anything Shonen. This was so shit. Yeah, fuck Shonen stuff. It is so bad. I'm sorry if you guys like Shonen stuff, and if you like the, I don't. if you guys like Magi, I like Magi too. I like Zinbad. This is bad. Don't do this to yourselves. Never watched either of those two. I'm sure, Scott has. I don't think he's watched. Actually, those. no, I have not. I don't think he's watched those. I'm the only one that watched some Shonen. <laughs> They're not I mean, highbrow like, enough. I do. I do like Shonen. Uh, don't lie to me. I do like some Shonen. Name one. It, Name seven Shonen. <laughs> Gundam, um, Dragon Gundam. Ball, Gun- <laughs> Naruto, Bleach, three Dragon Balls, Ranma, Yurusai Atsura. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, thing, I mean, I did watch. Yurusai Atsura showed it. <laughs> well, Ranma was so is Yurusai Atsura. I got pretty far in My Hero Academia. Uh, before yeah, I didn't. I, I enjoyed that, that too. It. I I kind of dropped off the ball on that one though. I think that's the newest shonen that I was watching. Well, so Yurisai Atsura wasn't a Shonen Sunday magazine. Oh, so okay. does that count as Shonen, or are we talking about the specific genre? Ah, whatever. No, that counts we'll as Shonen. We'll, we'll go with magazine. it. We'll go with it. There's fighting and stuff in there, right? That technically uh, is sure. all it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've tried to I've tried to uh, marathon the omnibuses, and it, I, I've hit the point where I have to take breaks. That reminds me, they they are actually oh. coming out with the new. TV show for Yatsu. I know. I look forward to that. I'm this very year. much looking forward this to this year. That. I think I want to see what they do. Yep, I'm looking yeah. forward to it as well. I'm so, 
Well, let's end this so Scott doesn't have more than the two hours he already has to uh, edit. Along with the last show, he still has to edit. Uh, that one's basically done. Just gotta okay. put it all together. And then we got another show to record immediately. Yeah. Where I actually have to watch the show. Is that the Thanks. bonus fan service feat episode? No, we have a four episode show to watch. Thankfully, it's only four episodes. Because <laughs> we've been, we crammed a few episodes together. But, uh, Matt, I want to thank you for joining us for our uh, new format of the winner's preview, or of the season previews. It's definitely not the since, winner's uh, preview. Since, um, this is not a slight against Shannon, but she just does not have time to go through multiple shows with her job. Um, so, not that I'm I hoping do you'll either, join but here us. I, am. I watched three. Hold on a second. We'll talk about this guy if you want to on the show. Mr. I said, I will find, I know Matt will join me and I can get one more person. You're like, no, I'll be able to do it. No, I'll be able to do it. And we had to pull your freaking teeth out to get you to watch three shows. That's, I was always, I was always planning to watch at least if I just didn't get to. <laughs> God damn it, Scott. <laughs> But was, yeah, so I had five planned. I did. I was mostly teasing you other than that, but I did not get to the. Five. But yeah, um, I like this new th- thing. I think Matt will probably join us every quarter. He likes watching the new shows. So, uh, like is a stretch. You don't. <laughs> that was a Dude. lot of torture this season. He's but, got nothing yeah. better to do. I think. But is say, what the key, but you what know the what? There is. I'll be honest. Before we uh, piece off this episode, uh, the torture brings out some really interesting things to talk about when they're bad. And I like that. That's true. Okay, I, I have to admit. No, I, I enjoy joining you. I enjoy uh, watching yeah. these. It gives me kind of like a time out from the rest of my life to yeah. just kind of sit down and watch some stuff and sample things. So I look forward to reviewing some of these shows later this year. Yeah, for sure. As we finish them up. So, All right. All right. Uh, Matt. Where can do we, do we do that? Did yeah. you say? I don't. Matt said it. You said you didn't say it. Are we doing? What happened? What are we doing? Just doing ask anything? him how to find him. Oh, I thought you already said that. I didn't say anything. All right, Matt. Where do people find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find me pretty much Twitter, wherever as Station Dude. What did you ask him before? I don't know. What did you ask him before? I don't know. It's D O O D Station D O O D. Pretty much everywhere. That's dude, like in the like the uh, disc guy. Like, like the printy, yeah, the printy says dude. So pretty much just on Twitter. Used to do Twitch. Maybe I'll do Twitch again later. That's it for me. I got Nitro. nothing to plug. All right. <laughs> you can find me everywhere as G N I T R O, or check out my website G Nitro.com. Scott. You can find me over on the Twitter, twitter.com slash scottspazzini. You can find me, uh, of course, uh, streaming some video games, some from sped, like sped, sped runs. Like Minecraft? Uh, uh, like Minecraft, very much like Minecraft. That's right. Click, clack, click, uh, clack. Click, clack. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I gotta build a house, Nitro. What, what is your latest speedrun craze? Oh, my latest speedrun. I don't have a speedrun going now. Uh, Final last... fuck ten. <laughs> the last thing, the last thing I was really grinding was the Star Fox uh, score, uh, score runs where you try to get as 
uh, try to get the highest score as possible. You have, um, you can go until you run out of lives. So it's really, it's really literally grinding, just in, you know trying to get the the best score possible. Uh, what I am working on now is I'm working on learning uh, uh, the any percent glitchless run of a link to the past. Um, so I can do this that speed run, and I can learn the randomizer. Uh, but I have not. Uh, I streamed. I streamed myself playing casually through Link to the Past, um, and but uh, I haven't streamed any speed speed timing of it yet. So that should be coming uh, within the next couple days. So by the time this comes out, it'll definitely I should definitely be uh, be grinding it out. Um, but you can also, if you uh, want to read reviews that are 10 years old for shows that everyone has forgotten about at this point, you can go to otakuinreview.com and you'll find the complete history of my anime, my written anime reviews at least. Uh, and that's it, I think. Peace!